I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that means you need to fund um, fund it out of your own pocket. So having access to, to, to cash buffers is, is extremely important. Um, um, when you, especially when you're building a, a sizable portfolio. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump, and in this episode, we're speaking to property investor Ben Plow. Having started off in accounting and finance, and worked his way up to CFO. Ben Plow bought his first property at age 18. You also discover how he overcame the challenge of changing three sets of tenants within the space of six months for one of his properties and much, much more. First, Plow starts off by telling us a little bit about what he does. Uh, so I'm the founder and director of uh, BFP Property, and we're a buyers agency based here in Sydney. Um, I help home buyers and investors uh, buy great property, and I'm also a uh, passionate uh, property investor myself. Claude tells us about what he does in any given day, from getting his two-year-old daughter ready for daycare to meeting his new clients. Yeah, my days are quite mixed and uh, and varied. Uh, the day starts quite early, probably around 5:30, when my uh, my two and a half-year-old daughter wakes up and. I spend the next couple of hours just getting her ready for daycare and, and getting my wife ready for work. And uh, I guess once once back in the um, the home office, I'm um, you know just um, you know starting to, to to get abreast with any you know this property news that, that's happened overnight. Um, always keen to, to, to get updated on on new uh, property related news. And yeah, the rest of the day is really around you know managing existing client relationships and, and updating them on uh, on their property acquisition journey. Uh, meeting new potential clients uh, interested in buying a home or investing in property, uh, building or, or nurturing uh, existing uh, relationships with, with referral partners, um, yeah, be it, uh, mortgage brokers, accountants uh, or real estate agents, um, helping you know, doing some research around the property markets, sourcing out potential deals, um, negotiating deals with, with real estate agents or vendors directly. Uh, and also finding some time to, to manage my own portfolio. Mm. So you've got quite a varied type of role in what you currently do and this sounds like there's a lot of business development, there's a bit of um, property investing, there's a bit of client relationship. It's like a, you know, a mishmash of everything in your day. It sounds exciting. Absolutely. It keeps me on my toes and um, you know, my business is, uh, is, is relatively new so, um, so, so building that network is important and, um, and obviously you know, getting my, my name out there in terms of, um, you, know, you know, getting some interest and, and, and building that solid uh, client base, I guess, is, uh, is important. And yes, trying to uh, keep abreast of my own portfolio as well at the same time. He grew up in the southwest suburbs of Sydney in Fairfield and Liverpool area and tells us a bit about his education path. Primary school, I was, um, I was at Sacred Heart in, uh, in, in Cabramatta 
and high school I was uh, at Patrician Brothers College in uh, in uh, in Fairfield. From high school I I then jumped into a into a business degree, uh, and then once I completed that I um, I then uh, went on to to do my chartered accounting uh, qualification as well. He shares with us the reason he entered into business from the fact that he always was passionate about learning how businesses work and his interest in economics. I guess I've always had that fascination with um, with you know, with money and, and creating money and business and how it works and and always had, always had a passion for economics. So um, I guess it was a sort of a natural progression to to jump into business and then um, then I kind of sort of drifted out of the, into the uh, the accountancy path and. And, uh, and spent um, you know, quite a number of years or 15 years in total in, um, in finance and accounting. From accountancy cadetship to CFO, Plo then recounts for us his career path before he became a buyer's agent and property investor. I got uh, what's called uh, an accountancy cadetship. So straight out of school at the age of 18, I, I, I went to work and, and that allowed me then to study my degree part-time. So um, you know, I'm 33 now, so I haven't stopped working since... Um, since the age of 18, so I've been quite lucky that I've always been in work. But uh, yeah, look, it, it was um, in that sort of professional services for, for many, many years, and then I drifted into into more corporate uh, and commercial type roles. And uh, I've been lucky enough to, to work both here in Sydney and overseas in London. Uh, and I progressed all the way up to, to the CFO level um, in a couple of different businesses here in Sydney. For those who are unaware of what a CFO does. Plo shares some insight into this interesting and demanding role. It's a quite a mixed and varied it's, um, kind of role when you're at the CFO level. It's it's uh, it's leading um, you know quite quite large teams around you know your your, um, your your general finance function, and then it's sort of partnering with you know with the with the CEO and the board of directors around you know business strategy, uh, things like entering into new markets, um, raising capital. Um, Listing businesses on on the stock exchange, I've been involved in that. So it's it's um, it's some pretty pretty interesting and fun work um, that I, that I've been, I guess, uh, exposed to, to to over the years, especially in the in the CFO type role. He tells us about why he left that type of corporate and commercial type roles to do what he is doing now. When you're at that level, there's a lot of demands, there's a lot of um, you know, stress uh, involved in in um, in leading you know, or managing quite large businesses and complex businesses and um, look, I've always had the the, the 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 dream of 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 working in property, something that I've been involved in since the age of eighteen as well. Um, so I, I also value my time and you know spending time with, with those that I've loved, that I that I care about, I guess, and that being family. Um, so I felt as though in the, in the corporate type of environment, look, that that is challenging. Not to say that you can't achieve it, but um, I guess I wanted something more in life and um, something that's a lot more flexible. And um, and I guess I wanted to be in a, involved in a career that, that allows me to give back to, to to others. And I think in my buyer's agency, I'm I'm sort of very fortunate to be able to um, help people uh, on their on their journey as well. Inspired by his parents' diligence and his interest in money economics, Plo developed an interest in property investing. My parents were were always very hardworking people. Um, I was always inspired by their. Yeah, their work ethic and I guess determination to, to to make a great life for for my brother and I. But I guess the interest in investing and in property is something that I developed um, on my own from a very young age. Um, I was always interested in money. I was always interested in how to make it and uh, and how to grow it. And uh, I guess that's what prompted me to to start investing 
um, at the sort of you know relatively young age of, of 18. He then shares with us how he bought his first property at 18, a step he took to create a stable financial future for himself. In my late teens, I, I recall reading you know, things like property listings in the newspapers, looking through the, the shop windows of real estate agents, and uh, uh, I guess this really sparked my interest. So I was really interested in, in creating a, you know, a solid financial future for myself at that relative young age. So um, at 18, I teamed up with my brother and we bought... Uh, a two-bedroom unit uh, in the inner west of uh, of Sydney. Um, so that that was um, that was a really exciting exciting uh, time in our life. He found this property through the old-fashioned way, despite his inexperience. At that age, we we kind of didn't know what we were doing, but we knew that the suburb that we were investing in was was fantastic, and it still is today. Um, so we kind of knew what kind of a block we'd like to invest in, sort of a small boutique type block and um, it was then just speaking to real estate agents in that local area and um, and, and sort of um, getting that property that way. Plo's first property was a bit of a risk but he made the leap because he wanted to acquire an asset. But looking back on it now I, I kind of you know I, I think I took a just a punt and a bit of a risk and um, you know what I know today is nowhere near what I knew back when I was 18 but um, I guess it was just that that drive to, to do something and to, to try and achieve something and, and I guess, yeah, take that educated risk. Um, um, and property was something that I'd always been interested in. It's something that you could see, you could touch, you could feel it. Um, I understood the, the, the fundamentals and the you know, the economic drivers you know, of property markets. So I was kind of comfortable with that. Um, so I guess it was more just that drive to, to take the jump and, 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 and acquire that asset. Plo managed to accumulate money for his first property by working at Woolworths since he was 14 and with the help of his brother. I was able to, 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 save, um, to save some of that money for the, for the deposit and um, at that time when we bought, I'd already been employed in my accountancy role, very lowly paid as you would imagine at that time, but, but it was enough to, to put together a deposit for, for the property and then obviously buying with my brother, it was, um, it was much, much easier. So that was the only asset that, that I'd bought um, with him at the time. Um, so all my other uh, properties are, are now um, yeah, owned with uh, my wife. Coming up after the break, hear about how Ben Plo invested into seven properties over a span of 15 years. We're only partly way through, I guess, the accumulation phase of, of our journey and um, we're still on the lookout for, for quality assets. His lowest low in his property investing journey? I was having some, some pretty significant issues with, with the tenants in that property and I think we went through about three sets of tenants within uh, the space of six months. His aha moment as a property investor? That really, really helped us buy. Well, open, our, open our eyes up to different markets and, and different types of assets as well. All that and more coming up after the break. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Invest Story. Over the last 15 years, Plo has bought seven properties and put together a portfolio valued at just over $3 million. We've been quite quite fortunate to, to get to that point. Um, but you know, having said that, we're only partly way through I guess the accumulation phase of, of our journey and um, we're still on the lookout for, for quality assets. 
albeit slightly different assets to to what we have at the moment. But um, it's um, but yeah, no, we're, we're definitely um, keen to, to continue to grow it. His lowest low in his property journey was when he was dealing with property vacancy and not so great tenants. There's a property that I have in in West Brisbane, um, and there was a stage where I was I was having some some pretty significant issues with with the tenants in that property and. I think we went through about three sets of tenants within uh, the space of six months. So as you'd imagine, it's um, that was quite quite challenging. And um, uh, we also had some significant period of vacancy um, throughout that period, and, and some of those tenants didn't treat the, the the property in the way that they should have. So um, the vacancy issues stemmed from from oversupply of new properties coming on from a recently developed uh, housing estate that was close in close proximity to my property and. Um, um, so I think that's that's one of the reasons why we'd struggle to, to find quality tenants. Um, but look, you know, fast forward, we've we've had a, a good run with that property since, um, albeit um, we've had to, to reduce the rent a little, but it's not a major issue. Um, so yeah, that was probably one of the, the, the probably the the, the major um, issues that I've had within the portfolio. How did you? overcome it to ensure that you got better tenants in there the main thing we had to do was was to drop the rent um and 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 that that triggered a lot more interest um in in that property and uh, so fast forward we did we did manage to find uh, a new tenant and and they they stayed in that property for i think 18 months after that point so we're quite quite lucky and that they treated the property um i guess with respect and um and we're quite happy in that regard but um but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was challenging. To prevent the same thing from happening again, Plo suggests researching the era you're about to buy in. I've been big lucky since, um, and I guess there's some lessons learned from from that from that sort of instance. And it's I guess being careful of you know, researching where you're buying and making sure that, that there aren't you know uh, sort of an unexpected you know oversupply of, of, of property in, in the local area or in the vicinity of the property that you own because that does affect um, your vacancy and, and potential um, appetite for, for tenants um, but I guess the main one is, is is making sure that you have you know cash buffers in place in, in your portfolio because there are instances where and I think most investors will, will experience this some somewhere along their journey is um, you know uh, protracted, lo- um, you know, vacancy in a, in a property, and and that means you need to fund um, fund it out of your own pocket. So, having access to to, to cash buffers is is extremely important um, um, when you're, especially when you're building a, a sizable portfolio. It's really good to hear that because I think a lot of people tend to forget that part. They go on that accumulation phase, buy a lot of properties, and then don't realise. Gosh, you know, um, there might be potential tendencies, and then they run out of cash to be able to have that. So the cash buffers—is there sort of a percentage you'd recommend to have in place, or have you done that for yourself as well? It really depends on, on you know on, on what type of asset you've got and what location that they're that they're in. Um, but look, uh, personally, I like to at least have anywhere from um, from um, from fifty to sixty thousand in available cash um, for the portfolio in particular, and that kind of just. Gives me that um, that comfort, and uh, and uh, I'm able to, I guess, sleep at night well. To prevent the same thing from happening again, Plo suggests researching the era you're about to buy in. I've been big lucky since, um, and I guess there's some lessons learned from from that from that sort of instance. And it's, I guess, being careful of you know, researching where you're buying and making sure that, that there aren't 
you know, uh, sort of an unexpected, you know, oversupply of, of, of property in, in the local area or in the vicinity of the property that you own because that does affect um, your vacancy and, and potential um, appetite for, for tenants. Um, but I guess the main one is, is, is making sure that you have, you know, cash buffers in place in, in your portfolio because there are instances where, and I think most investors will, will experience this some, somewhere along their journey is, um, you know, uh, protracted lo- um, you know vacancy in a, in a property, and and that means you need to fund um, fund it out of your own pocket. So, having access to to, to cash buffers is is extremely important um, um, when you're especially when you're building a, a sizable portfolio. It, it's really good to hear that because I think a lot of people tend to forget that part. They go on that accumulation phase, buy a lot of properties, and then don't realise. Gosh, you know, um, there might be potential tendencies, and then they run out of cash to be able to have that. So the cash buffers, is there sort of a percentage you'd recommend to have in place, or have you done that for yourself as well? It really depends on you know on, on what type of asset you've got and what location that they're that they're in. Um, but look, uh, personally, I like to at least have anywhere from um, from um, from fifty to sixty thousand in available cash um, for the portfolio in particular, and that kind of just gives me that um that comfort and uh and uh i'm able to i guess sleep at night well for plo his aha moment came when he realized a buyer's agent could help him build his portfolio early on in the journey i was you know, buying properties um myself so doing the research and and uh and, and the like and look that, that, that was okay and, and we did well but i guess my my major aha moment was when i discovered the concept of a buyer's agent and it's uh um, so long before I became one, I, I used one to to, to help uh, build um, majority of my own portfolio. So um, when my wife and I decided to to, do, to, to ramp up our investing, um, we 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 decided to to, to work with um, with a buyer's agent, and that that really really helped us buy well, open open our eyes up to different markets and and different types of assets as well. He tells us about why he chose to go with a buyer's agent to build his portfolio. Yeah, it was it was more about you know I knew I was I was confident in doing it myself, but I think at that time um, we had a you know a, a young growing family, and it was it was just sort of taking too much time out of our family life to to be able to make those right decisions and knowing where to buy. So um, when we found our agent, um, you know we, we were given that confidence of um, you know of knowing where to buy at that particular time. Um, knowing how to how, and sort of how much to pay for a particular property, um, and the key was really just saving us the time. Right, it was um, uh, that was where we saw the biggest value in um, in using um, that particular buyer's agent. It was you know, saving us time, and, and and to me, time is is precious, um, and it's something that, that you can't get back. So um, that was probably the key reason why we we went with buyer using that buyer's agent. Plo found this particular buyer's agent through a Facebook advertisement and bought four properties with him over four or five years. One night, who was on Facebook, and this was early on, where buyer's agents again weren't very um, weren't very common. And I I came across a I think it was a Facebook ad or a post, and I reached out to him, and um, that's where our uh, our relationship started. And um, we had a fantastic journey with him, and um, and yeah, it was we yeah, were quite fortunate to, to work with him this time.
So inspired by his story, we'll continue the conversation with Ben Plo in a future episode of Property Investory where we'll learn more about his strategies for investment. We started with a, with a simple buy and hold strategy and I guess there's a purpose around that and that's just to build that foundation um, for the portfolio. The reason behind why he started his journey? It's about you know providing a, a better future for, for my family and for my, for my, my children um, and, and, and it's actually, it's, it's never been about um, you know, getting rich or, or anything of that sort of uh, nature. As well as what he attributes to his success? I think my nature is quite driven and determined so I think that's really helped me in, in, in reaching the goals that, that, that I've set out. All this and much more on a future episode of Property Investory. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.